Hey guys, Hunter here. Wanted to ask you a quick favor. We're really trying to grow the podcast and podcasts typically grow by word of mouth. So if you got a friend or family member who might be, might be interested in this podcast, please shoot them a link so they can hear it and hear the good word of health and fitness. Now let's get to the show. back with the Coyote Fitness Podcast. Hunter here coming to you from Flowood once again with Caleb and today we're going to talk about coaching specifically uh, how the coaching in a gym increases the value of the gym and this is something that's top of mind for us because uh, we've got new coaches coming on at Coyote and they're going through their training and we're really excited about you know the coaches that we have joining the team and uh, so we're always trying to work on helping our new coaches develop as well as uh, helping our current coaches develop. And we're uh, implementing a lot of uh, new ways to kind of help our coaches grow as coaches. And um, so uh, we, we kind of want to talk about how coaching improves the value of the gym because we always want to make the gym more and more valuable. We want to make it a place that people don't ever want to leave. And uh, we know that, you know, probably the most important thing that we offer uh, our members is the coaching. And so we want to talk about that and, and how we view it uh, in terms of adding value to, to our members. It's funny. We just talked about, an, a, you know, the last episode was about working out on your own and how to work out when you're not at the gym, how to work out when you're in an extended period of time away from, away from the gym. And it really just brought to mind the idea that we are just obsessed with right now is how can we improve the value that a customer experiences when they're in the gym? And so for, for me in particular, my job is very much now transitioning into being almost exclusively improving the client experience through our coaches becoming professionals. And um, the transition from a coach in, to a professional or a job into I'm a professional this is really an identity. And so we're working with our coaches to instill confidence in them to have an identity as I'm a professional problem solver because everyone, everyone listening, everyone walks into the gym. They're the, and what we teach our coaches, we're just jumping straight into this, by the way. Uh, what, what we believe is that every single person walks into the gym and they are the main character in their story. And we are just a guide to help solve the main problem that they're experiencing on the journey of their life. They are the main character. We are a God. And too many gyms are trying to bring people in who have a problem and they're trying to just convert them into the thing that they have found in their own life. And what we're trying to do is trying to help our, our customers, our clients, our members understand that every day when they walk in, we are obsessed with what their goal is. And I think the best way that we're able to do that across the board with such a large variety of people and such a large number of people is that our coaches are receiving training on being able to do that better and being able to represent themselves and what they have to offer better. And so, uh, so many different ways that we could go into this, but ultimately our goal for you listening uh, is to for you to help 
um, identify some of the areas of value that you maybe aren't taking advantage of that you could, uh, or for you just to um, just to hear what we're doing behind the scenes to try to make your experience better and to make your investment on your story, uh, in your story and in your journey, um, to be one that you're proud of and excited that you're making. Yeah. So let's start with uh, the the new coaches we have coming on. We have uh, uh, three coaches. Uh, that we are uh, currently training and uh, let's just kind of talk about the process of you know they go through a three-week training process where you're spending every day with them and talking about going over the coach's manual and we've recently updated the coach's manual as well and then they're shadowing you know other coaches and um, taking notes on their class and then they'll start coaching and have uh, you and other coaches give notes on their class before they actually start coaching on their own so let's talk about kind of the big things you're focused on with the, the new coaches. And then later on, we can kind of talk about some of the stuff we're doing with our current coaches to help them continue to progress as coaches as well. Uh, for someone new who's been a part of the gym, who's been a part of the Coyote community or not, uh, the starting point for everything is for us all to be on the same page um, in why we exist and what we do. And so uh, we exist and why we exist is to use fitness to drastically increase the quality of life of people in Mississippi. We want to impact the health and wellness of people in Mississippi. And yes, we do. We get to do that with other people. We get to do that with people outside of the state. But we really, and even recently, I know Hunter, you and I, um, kind of talk through really even narrowing our impact down from something that is just out there a million people to something that's very specific and so we want to know we're on the same page of we're not trying to create CrossFit Games athletes exclusively we're not trying to uh, just have people lose weight exclusively we want people's quality of life to change and we want to move health markers and so would that possibly be we're a place that uh, that is someone who wants to go to the CrossFit Games finds a home? Yeah, possibly. That may be something that we do. Will people lose weight in order to do that? Yeah, that's definitely going to be a thing. Will people find a great community of supportive people? Yeah, absolutely. But ultimately for us all to be on the same page of realizing and we just changed this. This is one of our new things we added to the manual was we are we have created a 46-page guide for our coaches um, that is a complete guide to helping change health and fitness in Mississippi. So helping us always not forget why we exist then helps us filter everything down to, well, why do we do the clock this way? Why is the class this way? Why is the programming this way? Why do we check in for attendance? Everything else filters from that, from that perspective of why we exist. Then we go to like, what do we do? So we exist to change health and fitness. That's still pretty vague. So what do we actually do at our gyms? And um, so what we say is that we get people in the best shape of their life uh, at their own pace in a supportive community. And when we, when we can take those three pieces and begin to break them apart, it very much then narrows down health and wellness into what do we do inside the doors of Coyote with you know, the experience that people have in training and also the things they see on social media and the content that we give them. And so getting people in the best shape of their life is why people walk in the door. I posted about this today. People don't typically come in the door and say, I want to learn how to do toes to bar or to do a ring muscle up. Maybe someone does, but 99 out of 100 people come in and they want to get in the best shape of their life for their stage of life that they're in right now. And so when we can identify that, it really helps us avoid some of the traps of, of a lot of, 
gyms similar to ours or a lot of different exercise programs that end up creating hobbies or specializations and all they forget that the main premise is that this person is the most important person um, and we want to hear what their goal is and then we want to see if we're a good fit so that's kind of where we start is you know getting people in the best shape of their life we want to do that uh, at someone's own pace so that goes into the programming and in hunter people ask a lot hunter does the programming for every single workout that we do um, and Every single time that he sits down to do programming, you can obviously speak to this. The, the mission of that is that we are creating an opportunity for people at their own pace to achieve the result that they came into the gym for. And that's why you see such advancement through the years of multiple different tracks, multiple different options. Like we talked about in the last episode, the at-home program. Why is that in there? Um, why do we have accessory work? Why do we also have Olympic lifting? Why do we have a sweat track? Why do we have fitness performance and competition? And we've gone through that in some of the previous episodes, but everything then filters to like getting people in the best shape of their life, but them getting the opportunity to do it at their pace instead of saying, Hey, come in this gym where we throw down and we do all these things. See if you can catch up. It's saying, Hey, we want you to know you can do this at your own pace and we're going to be here for that. And we're going to support that. And the last thing that I'm especially passionate about is that this community is supportive. It's not the main reason why people come into the gym is for community. They have that in church. They have that with their, their kids' sports team. They have that with their coworkers at happy hour. You know, you can, you can have drinks with someone and have great community. But what we want to do is have a supportive community. And supportive is such – I don't even know that we meant to do this. Supportive is such a big word to me because it's still – it still identifies the fact that we are supporting their goal. We're not in there for them to have a great community. We're just supporting person A's goal and person B. And so we want to have a community that supports that. Yeah, that's really good. So, you know, that's really big picture type stuff. And, um, you know, I think think we're doing a great job of, of being able to uh, make good progress towards our big picture goals. But let's get a little bit more into brass tacks as far as, you know, with the new coaches specifically – when you are, um, you know, you're going over this stuff, you're explaining to them the mission. Um, and, you know, each each coach comes to us with different background. We have uh, a couple of coaches who are coming on with a lot of coaching experience and one with with none. And so how are we how are you going about um, implementing that into a day to day? This is uh, what we're doing in this class on this given day. How are you able to um, take that and apply it day to day basis with them. Like what are the steps you take with the, with those new coaches as they're first coming on to be able to distill that mission down into each individual person they coach? We, we have this great, uh, we have this great chart that goes through the levels and the development of a coach. When a coach understands the different levels, they're able to understand that at different stages of their relationship with a client, they're going to uh, have a different relationship. Um, level one is positional. When someone starts, they are literally the authority only because Hunter and Caleb have assigned them to this particular gym and these classes. And we help our coaches understand that there's probably a time where uh, a client may walk straight past the new coach and ask Hunter a question about what they should do, how should they modify this, or you know, I'll have a question about no, my nutrition. They may walk straight past that coach. Members only listen because they, they have to. There's not really a lot of trust or buy-in, and that's okay. Um, we don't want to be offended for that. We want to just 
wait for opportunities to show that interest in them. And so level one positional, we really encourage our coaches not to feel like their responsibility is first to share information, but their responsibility is to investigate into the member. Uh, I, I told our coaches, um, we were going through a training this week and I said, at, at the end of the day, if all you did with a client was compliment them on something that they did well and then serve them or clean the floor for them or clean something for them, you're going to get to that second level of coaching much quicker. And so we really help our coaches and our core values are humble, hungry. And when a coach takes that humility, uh, when they understand that that first role, that first position is humility based, then all of a sudden you can begin to build relationships with someone. It goes back to what we were just saying. We want to ask questions before we give answers. And so once we've taken this approach, it really helps our new coaches understand that there's going to be a time buy-in where it's probably more important for me just to ask this person about their family, their kids, their job, their goals, their values before I necessarily jump straight into sharing everything I've learned about, uh, about fitness. So level one, positional. Level two, relational. You, you build trust with them. You investigate. You ask, how was the tournament this weekend? How'd your son do in this? But you haven't really delivered results yet. And so once you get into that relationship, then all of a sudden you can turn that trust you've built in, into a fitness conversation. So you ask about the kids, you ask about the family, you ask about the job, and then all of a sudden you get into, well, tell me about your goal for this workout, you know, or tell me about your goal for uh, your nutrition. And then all of a sudden you begin to have these, these clues that get thrown out there to how you can help solve the, 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 what you can provide as a solution for the problem they have. And so uh, once you begin to investigate that, then you can begin delivering fitness results. And that's the level three is results you've begun to deliver results for others. Maybe you haven't delivered results for all 10, 12, 15 people in the class, but when they see you deliver results for one person, all of a sudden that takes you to the next level in their mind. So that results begins to happen because you help one client with their squat. Nine other clients see you help them and that becomes a, a, a building block of trust for that person. Level four is personal. You've then re delivered results for them. And then level five is, of course, where you get to um, some of the ins and outs of us helping develop other leaders and you become a mentor for that next coach that steps in. And so we help coaches understand that there's a level, there's these development levels. And I think that treats the clients with the ultimate respect because it doesn't just ignore the fact that it takes relationship for someone to trust you. They're trusting you with their health. The thing that if they lose it, they lose everything in their life. And so with that, we want to like treat that with a, with a proper respect, if that makes sense. Yeah. So um, when you are, all right, so now you're farther along in the process with the new coach. You've kind of learned the, the development of a coach. Um, and then they're actually in their, you know, watching class, coaching class, and they're watching other, uh, other, other coaches coach. What's the biggest, you know, first couple of things that, that you want to see from coaches and encourage coaches to really kind of um, emphasize as they're getting their feet wet in, in the actual class setting and, and working with, with members on a day-to-day -day basis? Confidence. I think if we, if we could sum up all of the ins and outs of coaching, if you have a confident, a big, a friendly coach who is confidently commanding the room with a smile – uh, one, it creates organization 
our coaches don't have to rewrite the book on what we're doing in the class because you, Hunter, and that's part of what's great about at Coyote, we categorize this. So, you know, Coach A doesn't have to come in and figure out the warm-up, figure out the scaling, figure out all the modifications. That's done. So the coach can focus on delivering that with a big personal, deliver it with a smile, um, and they can focus on the relational aspect of hands-on with this person or that person. And so I think that the thing that people respect the most in the coach is that they are confident enough to step in and, and provide a solution. I think this is something that probably can relate to every, a lot of different jobs, is people really respect someone that's confident enough. They don't have to have all the answers, but if they're confident enough to step in, uh, that's going to show everyone that, man, that person really cares. They're willing to step in, and people respect that so much. Um, what people don't respect is if they feel like the God who they have hired to help them in their journey is is afraid to say something to them yeah. or is afraid to actually provide that value. So we help our coaches. Uh, we want to work to equip our coaches with how to very, um, very directly and quickly help solve some of the some of the problems or help correct their technique or their form but we also want to just encourage our coaches to to begin to do that confidently and to step in because uh, our coaches are equipped with something that can change people's lives and so we want them to be and feel empowered and confident to do that yeah i would i would build off of that and say not just confident but also empathetic and caring for the uh the people in class and um no uh member is going to uh, care about how much you know unless you show them that you actually care about them and that's something that is a non-negotiable for us for our coaches is that they have to um, care for the members and really want them to make progress and uh, show them consistently that they're on their team and build them up as opposed to you know tearing them down and so that is something that is extremely valuable and important to us and that we will you know we're not ever going to uh you know, compromise, compromise, yeah. compromise those values because to, to us, like our clients are the most important people in the room. They're the reason we exist. And so we will never compromise, um, our coaching, um, by not showing them that they are that. And if, if they feel that they are not, um, important to the coach, then that's something that has to be addressed. And so, you know, confidence and empathy are so, so important for, for Cody coaches because, you know, that is what's going to allow, uh, the members to be able to get, you know, get in the best shape of their life at their own pace in the supportive community because they feel valued and they feel like they are um, able to make progress and let their guard down because their guide, their coach is um, walking along with them and really wants them to succeed. When you start to pair where we started at the beginning, it's why we always start with all the, all the high in the, sky, in the sky, up in the clouds type conversations because what we do is yes to get people in the best shape of their life but to also do it at their own pace and you have to have uh, um, a mixture of taking initiative but also empathy and empathy is the top of the page we always want to help our members realize that their goal is our goal we're not trying to help help convert them into what someone else's goal is and like that's exactly right empathy is the way that you're going to present that 
um, in a way that where the, they trust you again because you are the guide that helps them on the most important journey they're on, and that's their journey, not ours. And so we want to uh, we want to combine empathy with initiative. And one of the ways that we do that, I think, is by showing members that we're there to serve them. And so before you can even before you confidently step in and, and fix something, it's like first thing you do is you realize that, oh, these people are here to serve. And when you can take that, that's almost more important. And so that's why I say like at the beginning, you're almost just like complimenting and cleaning for people. And if you don't know what to do, just clean something up. You know, if you're not sure what to say, like help them pick something up or help them get into, help them get set up quicker. Th- those sorts of things I think are just uh, intangibles. And, and we talk about values a lot because our values are the anchor that helps like you said at the beginning, we have coaches from a lot of different backgrounds. And until we until we can trust that all of our coaches are operating within the same set of values and within the same direction, then we can move into a class setting where a coach has that autonomy of 60 minutes, there are 15 people here, and this person is the guide for them. So let's move on uh, into uh, continuing uh, growth for our coaches, uh, for our current coaches as well. And this is a role that you're stepping more and more into. Um, and the main focus of your job is, is now becoming to, to help not only train our new coaches, but also help to continue to develop our coaches. And, you know, Coyote's been around for a long time and we've had a lot of different coaches, uh, walk through the door. And, um, one of the biggest things that we see is a continued need to help our coaches continue to develop and impart, you know, the wisdom from the 10,000 plus hours that, that I've gleaned, you know, on the floor as well as, as you have and other coaches have and uh, in helping our coaches who don't have as many hours, um, you know, fast track to get to, to, you know, learn from us quick as quickly as possible. So what are some of the things that, that you're implementing and will be implementing going forward with our, with our current coaching staff to help them continue to de- develop and, and grow uh, down the road? Uh, you know, for us having some structure, we, the last episode we talked about one of the most important things for continuing your fitness is to have structure and to set a routine in place. And so for us, we needed to realize that if we were going to actually prioritize the development of a coach, it had to have some structure. It had to have a calendar event where every coach has mandatory attendance and we were going to put a priority on it. And so we have our weekly on Wednesdays. So today when we're filming this, we're going to have a staff meeting at 105 after the lunch classes get done at each gym. And we're going to meet for 30 minutes and we're going to pick out an aspect of coaching and we're going to go through that. So today I've got a slideshow ready and we're going to all collectively as a group, look at a slideshow of some movement. And this is going to be more in the weeds with how can we help keep people out of pain? How can we make their movement smoother, easier, prevent injury? So that's really in the weeds. Other times it's, hey, how can we work on phrasing things in a different way to where it has a completely different feeling when a member receives that feedback? Um, So we have, you know, I've got we use Basecamp. I've got some notes here. And a lot of these times I'll, I'll make notes all through the week with things that just pop into my head. And then I'll collect them all and create a document that has just a couple bullet points. And so I'm looking back last week, we had a great discussion about how do we phrase things in a way where the member receives the benefit. So if you're a member and you're listening to this, I, I hope this hasn't been your experience. But, um, you know, sometimes you could receive feedback that is that makes you think that the goal is to hit the CrossFit standard of a movement. Well, one of our goals as coaches is to 
realized that the CrossFit standard is pretty arbitrary. Like if you if you think about when you started, you didn't know the first thing about the CrossFit Open. When you walked into the gym, if we said, yeah, we're going to help you hit the CrossFit standard so that in the Open you don't get no repped, well, that's like that literally all those words mean nothing. Like that's a language that you don't even understand. And so trying to get back to that and realize like when we help someone with a standard, it should only be because this is going to create uh, – safety for your body you're going to be more resilient to injury and you're going to have more capability or more fitness your work capacity is going to be greater you're going to be able to squat more um, up and down off the couch uh, with ease you're not going to think about going on a hike with your family and being the one who says oh i don't mind i'll carry that that'll be okay so when we try to phrase things for our members we want to say hey you know what if you do this this is going to help you build muscle in your glutes as well as your quads. You know, when, when we get to this point, when we, when we touch both heads of the dumbbell to the floor, we're actually gonna develop strength in that bottom range of motion where a lot of times we're the most susceptible to injury. That's why we, that's why we do the dumbbell snatch to a certain standard. So I love getting into the weeds with this because when our coaches can provide that positivity, every single day a member comes into the gym, they receive feedback and it wasn't just, hey, you need to squat a little deeper. Well why you know at the end of the day that's that's the that's what people are going to come to yes so we want it we want it to be like oh man i learned something new yeah and it improved my life yeah squatting below parallel is one of the most common things that members talk about and they'll point out somebody else and say well they're not squatting squatting low enough and there's a lot of instances where somebody squatting below parallel is not safe for them in that current moment being able to squat below parallel takes a lot of mobility and flexibility that just a lot of people don't have because of the day-to-day um sitting that we do consistently and one of the most important things for a coach is making sure everybody is moving safely and that also involves sometimes squat having them stop higher in their squat until they can build this the mobility and flexibility and stability uh and strength to be able to squat down below parallel with a load and so that is part of a coach's job is to be hey no i don't want you squatting that low yet we need to work and earn that mobility and range of motion let's let's keep you up higher and also having the other members understand that no i'm having them squat above parallel for a reason because they can't squat as opposed to well, they do, they got a faster time because they they uh, they they were squatting higher. Well, that's because they can't squat low enough um, safely right now. Don't worry about where they're squatting currently. And that's just one example, but it's that's part of the the finer points of a coach is being able to determine and make sure each person is moving safely and effectively. And then, yeah, maybe there are some times where it's saying, you know, you have the range of motion and the ability to be able to squat lower and you're going to be able to get more out of getting lower because you're going to get more glutes and hamstrings involved and you're going to build more muscle over a long period of time and do more work and it's going to help you achieve your goals. So, yeah, let's work to to squat down lower consistently um, in in these back squats or in these wall balls in this workout. Um, and that's part of the finer, finer parts of, of being a coach is being able to know the difference between the two. And I get a lot of, you know, I, I know I get made fun of in this regard a lot of times with the obsession of details and, and the small things and, you know, cleaning and all that. But one of the other things we talk about, our, we talk about with our coaches is protecting the environment that we have. I, whenever I think about the gym, I think about a bubble. And it's because when I first joined the gym as a just a regular citizen who walked into Coyote for the first time, 
the things that I was able to learn and the, the feeling that I got from being in that place was so different than when you walk out. It's like when you walk into a restaurant, it smells like food, there's food, and then you walk outside, it's like back to reality. Or you go into a movie. A movie's a good example. When you walk into the theater, it's dark, you're in this world, and then you walk back out and it's bright, and all of a sudden you're just back to, back to reality, and you realize you were in this trance for three hours you know, with this movie. And I think about that in the gym, and when we th- one thing we want to help our coaches do is develop the ability to protect that environment. So whether it's rules or things that we set as a standard for the gym, what the gym looks like, what it feels like. Um, and some of the ins and outs of, you know, when we run a business, we have rules that a coach has to follow and there are some non-negotiables, but all of that is because we want our, we want our clients to walk in and, and to feel a sense of positivity that is vastly different than what they experience on social media as they're scrolling through Instagram or at their job and what their coworkers and the gossip and, you know, just, just the constant negativity that people that unfortunately has kind of become very cultural. Um, you know, we want this to be a place where people come in and they have supportive people around them. When oftentimes you hear people talking about work and there's drama or someone is, you know, talking about you behind your back and things like that. And I want to help our coaches create a space where people our coaches are confident enough to protect that environment like it's your life because there is i think there's something different about coyote when people walk in that maybe they haven't experienced at another gym before and so thinking about that analogy is we're giving we're equipping our coaches to do everything they can to protect that dome and that sphere everything that happens outside we can't control you know we we can't control what happens and the conversations in someone's car but when they step into through the doors that's where we can do our best to create this i don't know this freshness that people feel of man i walk out of there and they're so positive that coach like why does that coach have so much energy why is that coach so positive all the time we want to be the person who kind of sets that sets that bar um and you know that is a lot of the ins and outs of a coach's manual and why we have rules about things because we're going to protect that environment because it is, it's, it's the thing that people will remember, even if they don't remember, you know, the workout from six months ago on Tuesday, but they're going to remember how they felt when they were there. Let's talk about one more thing before we wrap it up that we're really focusing on with our coaches. And that's being able to, um, see and address, uh, movement and, um, making sure number one, people are moving safely. And number two, um, being able to see movement and, uh, be able to provide tips for, for members that is going to improve their technique, which is going to help them, you know, lift more weight, um, do their workouts faster, um, be, be, you know, stay injury free, all those types of things. And that is a very advanced skill set that takes a lot of time to be able to learn how to see lots of different types of people move and be able to figure out um, what the, you know, uh, a good cue for them to be able to correct uh, movement is. And so that's something that, you know, some members have given us some feedback on and say they'd like to, to see some more of that. And that's something that we're working really hard on being able to do because uh, they'll see uh, you, for example, be able to come in and, and be able to give a, te- a tip that another coach wasn't able to give and um, not realizing that, you know, you have literally 10, you know, 10,000 plus hours of watching people move. And so you're able to see movement on a much higher level um, than somebody who has been doing it for a year. And so that's something that we're working really hard on, be able to help our coaches learn how to see movement from lots of different types of people 
and being able to uh, give them cues to be able to improve their movement. And we're doing that through, like you mentioned earlier, your slideshow and watching uh, videos of, of, of members moving and seeing what we could cue. Uh, another thing is with our weekly coaches video that I'm doing, I'm starting to, to give some technique kit, kit uh, cues for specific movements that we will be doing on a given week and starting with the, v, the most important movements, the squats and the presses and the, the snatches and that, you know, the more complex stuff that's important, that's a baseline for everything pulling from the ground and being able to see that with lots of different types of people. And also saying, these are the t things we're going to see a lot of. Um, and we're really trying to hone in and be able to uh, coach all of our coaches and be able to, to teach them um, how to see movement uh, and improve it because, and, you know, we're, we're soon we'll have nine full-time coaches and we're trying, always trying to find ways to be able to, you know, teach all of our coaches all at once. And um, instead of having to go one by one and teach them, um, we'll work with them and, you know, we want to be able to, to, to teach nine people at once. And so we're trying to find ways to be able to, uh, help them all improve at the same time and the same level, because ultimately our goal is, our goal is to have the best, best possible coaching staff we have. And we want all our coaches to be around, you know, be with us for years and be able to provide in, cr incredible, tremendous value to our members. And so that's why we're so obsessed with continually improving the product of our coaching, because we know ultimately our coaches are our most valuable assets in the organization. Uh, just to give you some credit too, one of the things we realized was we had a weekly coaches video and I think we, we ended up spending a lot of that time just reading what we already could read and see. And one of the things that we've changed is instead of just reading things that are written there for us to see, we began to use that time and say, hey, we've got a 12-minute coach's video. What if we took this time and we just acknowledge that the coach can read what the workout is? There's no need for me to say, today we're doing push press, four sets of five reps, when that's written right there. Instead, what if we took those 30 seconds to say, hey, we're going to think about how do we press, what's our stance, what's a good way to look for, you know, how's, what's a good cue for helping someone uh, get that bar to the shoulder instead of out in front of them, and when we began to address everything that way we realized we really could we had a lot of the structural things in place but there were some really low-hanging fruit for us as far as opportunities to use that time for the most valuable things and that is going directly back to our members and so that's one thing that i've i know our coaches have appreciated and that's something we really like i, I think for you hunter you realize like you know what i could probably make i could probably add some value here and so that's an that's another thing that we are able to we're able to do that ultimately just gets right back to adding value and that's the start of all of this is the goal for us is to have as much value as possible and so when someone comes into an environment the environment the cleanliness the supportiveness the the knowledge of the coach the professional nature of that transaction leads to us helping our members see and feel that they're the most important person in the room. And so when we take measures to protect that, the only reason is because of our core values. It's not in spite of our values. It's, it's because our core value is that um, we want to be hungry and humble. And when we do that, it's because it gives our, our clients more. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. Well, that was a great discussion. Um, we'll just close by saying that we're obsessed with constantly improving uh, the quality of our product at Cody, and that involves not only you know the workouts and the facilities and that type of thing, but also, and even more important in my opinion, is the coaching and the coaches that we have on our team, and ha having p coaches who are supportive and 
build our clients up and literally want the best for them and are going to devote everything they can on their day-to-day at work basis to, you know, provide the best uh, quality to our members and for us to continue to help them develop as coaches and, 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 you know, become experts in their field. And uh, we want to have the best coaching staff around and we want to have the best possible coaches we can have that are going to be around for a long period of time. So we're, you know, devoting a lot of time and resources to help them continue to grow. And that's the role that you are stepping into more and more and being able to to help them develop on a day-to-day basis. And we also are very, we'll also have to acknowledge that our coaches are very open to receiving feedback and they want that and they crave that and they want to know how they can do better. And so um, it's so fun to be able to work with coaches who uh, want to get better and want to take feedback and want and will directly apply and we see it consistently we will give a coach feedback now and they will immediately implement it and um, and so that's that's really fun to see so uh, let's move on to the next segment outside the box and I know we only got a few minutes here before you actually have to coach so uh, you got anything you want to do outside the box or recommend before you got to go uh, I'm watching the US Open this week this is going to be this this is going to be out afterwards so I'll just go ahead and say it uh, Scotty Scheffler, congrats on winning ah, the winning the right, U.S. Open in the future. Um, no, you guys, we talk about I talk about golf too much. This is probably comp- really boring for some of you, but um, this is a this is just a holiday for me. Just yeah. some relaxing, watching golf, uh, and so that's what I'm doing this week. Well, we got the the Coyote Classic in Madison will have just happened when this episode comes out, I believe, and so. Um, looking forward to another fun uh, day of com- competition. We got a lot of teams signed up. Um, we're expecting probably to have the biggest two-person team day yet at the Coyote Classic. So it's going to be a lot of fun on Saturday. And uh, we're looking forward and hope everybody has a great time and great experience. And then um, for uh, recommends, I'm going to uh, – we're uh, re-watching Breaking Bad. And it's been a while since we rewatched mm. it. It's such a good show. Gosh, it just – we watch a lot of different shows and just seeing – Breaking Bad, it's just head over heels above, you know, everything else. It's so well made. The acting is incredible. The writing is incredible. It's just such a good show. So if you haven't watched that show ever or haven't watched it in a long time, you know, go back and rewatch it because it's it's just phenomenal, phenomenal. Uh, my recommendation is to to take three days off of caffeine and then and then to have a cup of coffee or to have that caffeine. We uh, I know I always bring this to some like nutrition thing, but for real, a lot of people use a stimulant and that stimulant can really add a lot of value to work, exercise, all of that. But when you just constantly do something every day, it doesn't have the same effectiveness. You are literally the same. So take some time off, whatever it is, to, you know, apply this to anything, take a couple days off of it and then start it back. And, um, you're gonna, you're gonna kind of reset that and you'll go back to that first feeling of, you know, that really good cup of coffee or that really good, you know, energy drink, caffeine boost. So, uh, that's my recommendation. Take three days off caffeine and then, um, and then have some caffeine before your workout. You'll feel like you're on fire. Three days off caffeine. All right. Well, that's it for this week. We hope you guys enjoyed it and we will catch you next time. Silky smooth sounds.